Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. If there is no correction, there is no growth. Correction is part of growing. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. We're helping you put your leadership in the context of the scriptures. And our lad podcast, I started talking about facing criticism in leadership, and I thought I would do it in one session, but there were some things I put in there, so um, this is kind of a part two. Uh, The first one I focus more on creating an environment, a culture in the church or business or home, where there can be input so you don't develop a spirit of criticism. Realizing, of course, there always will be somebody critical around, but that doesn't mean that we can't do something to redeem some of the other stuff that is going around us. But I want to shift gears here today, and I want to make this more personal about facing personal criticism. First of all, none of us are perfect. Well, that's an understatement, isn't it? So we should never project to the people around us that somehow we have perfection. I think we can project that we have intention to do our best, okay? But we should never uh, project that somehow we're perfect, nor should we make excuses for obvious imperfections that come up in our life. So those are two things you got to put to bed right away. You just got to conquer those two things. Uh, Listen, if there's no correction, there's no growth. And uh, correction is is part of growing. So those two things go together. If you see something's dead, if you see a business that's dying, they probably haven't made adjustments, adjustments or corrections. If you see a church that's dying, there's a good chance they haven't made needed corrections, okay? Doesn't mean they've done anything morally wrong. Maybe they've just not done some things right, okay? So we have to separate that. You know, I was thinking about 1 Timothy 2, 3 and 4. It says, suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, actually. You know, the next verse gives us a little bit of insight on how to suffer or how to deal with that hardship. It says, no soldier in active active service entangles himself, great word, if you'd like to do Greek word studies, entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life, of the normal, mundane, carnal, temporal things. Okay, so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. I believe what he's saying to here is remember that what you're dealing with, Timothy, is above the normal, everyday, mundane, temporal things that while they're still somewhat important, they pale in comparison to the real importance. I'd like to say it like this. You play to the audience of one. Okay, so as you're trying to go forward, you don't allow the criticisms for things that are not as significant uh, that sometimes we make them. We kind of blow the little things up sometimes. That's not a good thing. But remind yourself, look, I'm playing to the audience of one. If you know that you know that you know that you are being criticized unfairly or judged unfairly, when you lay your pillow or your head on your pillow at night, and you can talk to the Lord, 
and ask him, God, am I pleasing you? Not is it justified, not is it okay by other people's standards. Am I pleasing you? Okay. And if you can walk away with an affirmation from God on that, then you can lead your life fearlessly and you can stay in the battle to win souls and to make disciples. Uh, I think in the ministry and in church leadership, uh, you know, people that are serving in non-vocational roles, but they're, they're nonetheless are still serving. Uh, you know, I think literally sometimes there's PTSD going on, uh, you know, uh, trauma syndrome, uh, that is going on. And, and the reason I say this, having read some of it, it, you know, they talk about fight or flight, you know, and so people that are suffering p- from PTSD, they either are aggressive like on one scale or like ambivalent on the other. Like they, they fight or they flight. They, they just go away. Uh, and I think sometimes in a church it comes across more this way. We're either embattled or we're embittered. We're going to like fight over something that's not worth fighting about or we're just going to have a bad attitude. You know, the truth is that hurt people hurt people. And if you feel like you're being judged uh, unnecessarily or judged unrighteously, Uh, You know, that can be very painful. I think we miss this in the vicarious death of Jesus, that one of the most painful things he suffered was to be, you know, called a sinner. Uh, Yes, the physical suffering was, was incredible. But to him to be lumped together and called all manner of vow when he had completely obeyed God uh, was something that, I don't know that we comprehend how painful that was for him. So how do you not get in that situation to start with? A lot of times uh, we say that there are people that can speak into our lives. Like, oh, if there's a problem, that person can speak into my life. Uh, That is different from just being open to somebody. When you say there's somebody that can speak in your life, you know, technically, you should be the initiator of that. I want you to let that sink in. If you say, this is the person that's discipling me, this is the person that speaks in my life, it should be you that says, hey, how did I do with that? Or how was my attitude about that? Or what was this scenario? What do you think about it? In other words, you're soliciting input, okay? Uh, that's different from you just being open. And I think a lot of times, I know this has happened to me. In my attitude, I felt like I was open to input. But, you know, I didn't know how to seek that. I didn't know how to really ask somebody, how did I do? How did my, how did I handle myself? I just thought if I didn't do it, if I didn't handle myself right, or if I did the wrong thing, that, that somebody around me would tell me that. And that's usually not the case. So, number one, I think if you seek corrective adjustment. And when I say correction, I'm not talking about rebuke. I'm talking about corrective adjustment. I'm talking about growth. If you seek that out on your own, I think that will eliminate a lot of stuff that is coming towards you because I think you'll build up a wall against that. And I think there's something that happens spiritually. Last week, I talked about, you know, void that is created. I think you fill that void. And I think the one thing too that we have to understand is a lot of times when we talk about accountability or, or we talk about you know people speaking into our lives or receiving adjustments 
I think we think about attitude first, but you know, the, the best prophets among us see our actions before they see our attitude. And so one of the ways we can really seek that is to say, hey, how's my performance? You know, did I do a good job? Was I well prepared? Did, you know, did I, was I friendly to people? Was I kind to people? Not like what was my motive and what's in my heart. That, that, listen, that is very important. But let me say it again. The best prophets among us are going to be able to see our outward actions before they know our inward heart. And a lot of times, you know, we want to be judged by our inward heart, but then we want to judge people by their outward actions. But if we're going to have accountability and we're going to learn how to be not just open to criticism, but actually seek positive, corrective, redemptive input, that means we're actually going to be on the seeking. We're going to sit something down and say, okay, tell me how I did. Oh, you did okay, but tell me, okay, then tell me how I could improve. See, that's being, uh, that's being proactive. And I think people like that are much healthier than those people who just think, well, if I do something wrong, somebody will tell me. Because the truth is, most of us have areas in our life we could improve upon, not just that if we were open to criticism, because I think a lot of us are open. I think a lot of people are open to criticism, but that doesn't mean that we're seeking improvement out. Those are two different things. So I think one of the ways that we face dealing with criticism leadership is that we take responsibility to generate that ourselves. In other words, we judge ourselves so that we won't be judged. And I think a lot of times, I can't say all the time, certainly, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush here, but a lot of times people are falling under judgment that they wouldn't have to if they would have just judged themselves, even when they haven't really done anything wrong. But their game could have been cleaned up. They could have been brought to another level they could have thought how something looked, appeared, or was said different to somebody else. They would have had somebody else's eyes on it. The truth is you're going to face criticism and leadership. Listen, Jesus was criticized. Who are you? Okay. Woe be it when all men speak well of you. Okay. Rejoice when you are persecuted for righteousness. You know, those verses are in the Bible for a reason. Okay. Uh, that doesn't mean you can run and hide behind them when you've done something offensive and you haven't repented or, again, even you've just not intentionally grown. So here's a question to ask yourself. Is there somebody, not just that I'm open to, but somebody that I would say, how's my game? You've been watching me. How, how, the ministry I'm doing, the job I'm doing, how does it look to you? Is there areas that you think I could improve upon? You know, when I, I'm in churches all the time. And it just encourages me when a leader says to me, you know, especially after a whole weekend of ministry, Pastor Keith, was there anything you saw that you think we could improve upon? See, that tells me that's somebody that is very focused on growth. And because they're proactive, they're probably going to see less personal criticism and attacks. And even when they do, it's not going to affect them because they'll have already judged themselves. Does that make sense to you? Hey, we'll ponder those things and think about it. Listen, be the most responsible person in the room. That's great leadership. Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Today, Keith continued his discussion on criticism and leadership. Find someone and ask them how you did. 
ask them how you can improve. Being proactive like that is a focus on growth and will result in less criticism. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.